trying to come out here. Um, did I mention to you that I got stopped by a tornado in uh, Nebraska, had to pull off and uh, got beat to death in that tornado? And, um, and then um, <coughs> in Colorado, uh, I had to make this, you know, I don't guess it's really a quick trip, but I had to run to Colorado at the last minute. And they had hail and seven inches of snow. <laughs> How do you plan for that? And uh, so I stayed an extra two days waiting for that to, because I just don't ride in that. And uh, then went, uh, I had a preaching assignment back in Iowa, and I went back to Iowa and got the trailer and then started out here. And it has just been quite the adventure. I'll just tell you, uh, it has. And... Um, I had no idea that um, the once I got off the interstate, and I think it was in Idaho, and uh, then got to Vail. Now is Vail in, in Oregon? Yeah. All right. From Vail to here, this is the truth. Thirty-one cars. I only saw 31 cars, three, three school buses. <clears throat> there were two vehicles going the direction I was going. I saw more deer in the road hoofing it than I saw cars going. What, what a, you know? And I, I thought when I got off the interstate, I thought I'll make real good time. It didn't happen. It just didn't happen. I, I appreciate you staying, and um, and uh, I'm very grateful for it. Um, I think Greg has promised me a steak, and uh, tomorrow night. Tonight, what? Tube steak. All right. Well, I'll have tube steak tonight. Every cow, right the last, every cow, I would see, I would just yell and laugh at him, and I'd say, I'm going to eat your brother. But, <laughs> but uh, evidently not. Um, all right. Well, um, let me also say to you that um, I do most of my preaching from this little gizmo right here. And uh, I'm not sending text messages, uh, and I hope you won't. But um, it's uh, the work I'm trying to do here <clears throat> I don't know this town of course and uh, you do I don't know if there's a person in this town that maybe has been in a wheelchair all their life or has had this wreck and they've been in this wheelchair most of their life does the name of somebody like that come to mind in this town, huh? Well, it's fine. You don't have to. I mean, I'm not asking for a specific one. I just thought if I had a name, uh, but I'll I'll work on without the name. If uh, <clears throat> if a person in a wheelchair who had been in the wheelchair almost all of their life uh, wheeled in here. And we decided uh, we were going to pray for that person. I'll just—I'm going to name him. His name is Bob. And um, 
so we uh, we got some anointing oil and um, brought Bob right here and uh, gathered around Bob, laid our hands on him, prayed for him. And Bob's in this seat, and uh, so I get down about about right here, and I say, uh, Bob, I want you to get out of that chair and and walk to me. <clears throat> so Bob uh, kind of begins pushes himself up, and legs that have been stiff from disuse. Uh, they're kind of moving now. And he finally gets his balance. And then he walk, walks to where I am. And I keep moving back and he keeps coming. And his legs are now finally getting pretty, pretty, pretty stiff. And, uh, <clears throat> if you saw that, um, we we would say things like, <laughs> God really showed up Friday night at the John Day Church of the Nazarene. We would say to our friends, in fact, we would uh, we probably would call them tonight. We wouldn't even wait till tomorrow. We tonight, you can't believe what happened to see Bob. I made his name up. Get it out of the chair. We. We would say, God really showed up. Well, I want to uh, suggest to you, um, I, want to, I want to speak this evening from the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to suggest to you that when the fruit of the Spirit are displayed, God shows up. Now we, healing gets all the press. Miracles get all the press. Um, turning water into wine. It would have been better for us Nazarenes if he turned water into Kool-Aid. But he turned it into wine and we've had to deal with it. But that gets all the press. But I want you to think about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 The fruit of the Spirit, capital S, Spirit. Not your Spirit, the Spirit. The third person of the Trinity. These are characteristics of God. Will you just kind of think for a minute? How drawn and amazed we would be at Bob getting out of that chair. And rightfully so. I'm not trying to downplay that. But I'm just saying to you,
God shows up when his characteristics are uh, displayed. Um, now, let's think about that for a minute. Um, the one thing he, where, there he is. One, one thing he didn't say to you is um, in the introduction. Uh, by the way, of all the introductions I've had, that was the most recent, and that was real good. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I also, I'm I'm not very good because I'm gone so much. But I am the co-pastor of a biker church in Kankakee, Illinois. We're about a year into it. And um, we meet on Thursday nights. We don't meet on Sundays because Sundays are for riding. Here's our church motto. Love God, love people, and do stuff. That's our motto. And um, we meet on Thursday nights. We have a bit of a, of a Bible study. Um, most likely it's unlike anything you've ever seen. But, um, but we have this Bible study, and then we share prayer requests. And um, and then when we're done, we say uh, we say now what do we need to be doing? And uh, somebody might say, well, the guy who lives across the street from me, he's just too old to rake his own leaves. And I'm going to go over there Saturday, and anybody that wants to join me at ten o'clock, and so they'll just. We'll just have several or two or three or whatever go and be kind to this man. It's not a big deal, but it's a big deal. Did I tell you? I meant to tell you. Did I tell you? Did I ask you? Do you believe that when the characteristics, when the fruit of the Spirit is displayed, God is shown up? Did I, did I ask you that? I meant to. One of the girls who comes to our church, uh, uh, she and Marvin have—they're—they're uh, they're just together. I, I wish they were married, but right now they're just together. They've both been married before, and um, but evidently didn't go so well. And uh, not only are they not with the person that they were once married to, but they're pretty much anti-marriage at all. Just being together seems to work out for them. So, uh, am I, don't be looking at each other now. That's not nice. So, um, <clears throat> now, uh, we... Uh, if if somebody comes to our church who's kind of new to us, uh, we go around the room and give our names so that they at least have a name. And uh, so this lady who was visiting one night said to Barb and Marvin, how long have you been married? Well, all the rest of us knew they weren't married yet. But Bob and Marvin immediately, almost in stereo, as if you'd hit the on button, they both went, oh no, 
we're not married. We're just together. In fact, they almost said at the same time, been there, done that. Which is kind of code for we don't want to talk about it. That same night, at prayer time, Bob said, I want to put my cousins on the prayer list. My uncle, their dad, passed away. And she said, um, this is a very sad occasion, but she said more than that, she said, They're, they don't really know what to do. They're, there's nobody to really kind of take the lead. And uh, she said, I don't even think they're going to have a funeral. So after prayer time, I said to Barb, uh, Barb, you, you'll have to call them, of course, but call them and ask them if they want me to come. I'd be glad to come to that funeral. You would? Yeah, I'd be glad to do that, Barb. Call them and see if they'll let me do that. And she called me back, and she said, yes, they'd like that. And I said, well, great. I'll put, put it down. I'll be there. I said, Bob, wh where is this? Wh where do they live? Now, I'm thinking, I live 50 miles south of Chicago. Chicago is a big town. I'm thinking it's somewhere up in the hinterland of Chicago. She said, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's what she said, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Now, do you even know where that is? Iowa is like five states over. Let's say there's Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa. I've just been through all those states. My geography is reasonably good. <clears throat> so I uh, quickly did the math and realized that if I left about... I said, what time? She said, well, they would like to have that at 2 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow. <laughs> so, so I said, okay. I'll, and I quickly did the math and thought, if I leave at 5, I can get there by noon and meet the widow and the cousins and have a couple of hours to learn some stuff and fellowship and, and then 2 o'clock. Great. I'll be there at noon. Well, got there at 10 till. Uh, I didn't have a tornado or snow or hail or stuff to go. Anyway, uh, I got, I was okay. I made it ten till, and uh, they entered, they ushered me through the front door, and right through the house and out the back door, and they were all sitting in lawn chairs in rows, just this nice little section, and they were all facing a TV tray, and in the TV tray, uh, or on the TV tray, was an old coffee can. And in the coffee can were his ashes. And as I rounded the corner, one of the younger cousins flipped me one of those funeral bulletin announcement things, you know. And that's where I learned his name on that piece of paper walking to the front. <laughs> Well, I just want to say, I decided that's the best way to do a funeral. We had a great day, and God helped us big time. And there were lots of hugs and lots of crying and 
it was good. And I loved on that family and Barb. Remind me sometime if we have the time. I don't now. But to tell you about that funeral sermon. Anyway, the next Thursday night, the funeral was on Friday, the next Thursday night, the same Barb who said, been there, done that. Whose uncle I did the funeral. On Thursday night, when Barb and Marvin walked into the church where we meet, where we borrow, where we're meeting, she shows an engagement ring, and she said, "We've set a date." Do you even think those stories go together? Do you believe in the efficiency of the Holy Spirit? That when the characteristics of God shows up, God is shown up. And He can do stuff that doesn't even add up. We didn't even have to say, shame on you, Barb. Shame on you, Marvin. In fact, until you get married, you can't be part of our church. We just believe that the Holy Spirit knows right from wrong. You believe that? We just believe that. I mean, what? What spiritual fruit did I demonstrate? Kindness. I think kindness was in there. Generosity. Love. Joy. What did you say? Showed up, yeah. Compassion. Now, do you have to have those in spiritual gifts? Be careful. No. He gave you His Spirit. You got all the stuff you need. I don't know if people like this or not, but I I like this phrase. It's just two words. Get fruity. It would just help us all if you get fruity a little bit. Get fruity. Now you've lost that the meaning of that word kind of means something else, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now don't go there. Fruit of the Spirit. You want to be more like Jesus? That's a good place to say yes, by the way. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Or maybe you're too scared of what I'm going to trick you. And so you say, well, we'll wait to see. Uh, you want to you be more like Jesus, then just find, it, and the person's face will come to your mind as soon as I say this, the meanest snake in the grass you know. Don't look at each other. 
It is not nice. This crowd over here, you're always looking at each other. I'm going to separate you. And go be nice to the person whose face just flashed in front of you. You say, well, they don't deserve it. Well, let's see. Let's see. Did you deserve it? Did you deserve the kindness of God? Did you deserve His mercy? Did you just know? You earn it? No. It's given to you. Just, just go be fruity. It doesn't really sound too good, I don't guess, but I think you're getting my drift. You see, I will be 60 years of age in June. Young, young, young. Thank you. Bless you. Um, by the way, uh, at that church in Iowa where I was preaching last week, I was the youngest person in the room. And uh, I talked to them about getting fruity. <laughs> well, you can hardly get a group of people, if the whole group of people is older than, than me, 60, you can hardly get them to sign up for knocking on doors. You know. But... Kindness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness. You've got friends who need that. You, you've got friends. This is an odd one in some ways. Self-discipline. I like the love. I don't like self-discipline. <laughs> But you've got friends who need somebody to practice self-discipline in front of them because they're anything but disciplined. And they need to see that a person can live by the help of the Spirit a life that doesn't just go with every wind and wave. You've got friends like that. You've got friends who need to see gentleness. It's been a long time since anyone was gentle to them. The fruit of the Spirit are the characteristics of God. And when they are displayed, it is magnetic. They, they are not drawn to you so much as they are drawn to Him. Even if they can't 
put those words in order of a sentence. They're drawn and they don't even know they're drawn. I think I'm up on Barb's list a little bit because I went out there. But the one, capital O, who really got her attention and the one, capital O, that is now beginning to speak into her life was not me. It was the one whose character I tried to live out. Get fruity. I wonder what would happen if when you came to church, the first thing you had to write down on a piece of paper was, I was kind four times this week. I'm generous twice. And I can point to three acts of self-discipline. Four, two, six, three, nine. Nine fruits. Nine times. I, I wonder what, what difference it might make if we just kind of got absorbed by the idea that if we demonstrated the fruit that the Holy Spirit could be efficient. Now we do the other way. We we uh, we count noses. How many were here? How many came? Uh, and then we always remember who didn't come. How many were supposed to be here? Um, and um, of course we all, always pray for the group that didn't come. We we pray for them. Now, as, as a preacher, I was a bad preacher. I I used to say, "Quit praying for them. Make them come." That's why I didn't pass it that long. How much money did did we collect for Sunday school? And how much money? And we and we used to. I don't even know if y'all still do it, but I don't see it in here. But we used to even post that. Week after week after week, we post that. And of course, it's kind of a odd kind of thing. I mean, you can come to Sunday school for your entire life, and you can be in the church for your entire life. And for that matter, you could be on the church board and vote about salaries and all kind of stuff for your entire life and never once have to demonstrate once. Well, that's not even in my notes. I'm just going to stop all that. <clears throat> Do you hear me? Be fruity. Be fruity. It doesn't take a college degree. It doesn't take... It really only takes... A testimony. 
This is what God has done for me, and He has given me His Spirit, and I got the stuff. Right now. And I'm just going to unleash it on you. Whoever that person was that's as mean as a snake and their face came into your mind, and y'all were slugging each other down there like you know who we're talking about. That person. Sick them. Just go be nice to them. Ha, 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 ha. They want to know what hit them. The fruit of the Spirit. Spirit, capital S. Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity. His Spirit, His character. Just demonstrate it a bit. You'd be surprised how magnetic, how efficient the Holy Spirit is. How serious are you about uh, being fruity? Let's see. I got a spot right here at this altar. And I don't know who it belongs to. But I believe it belongs to one person at least in this room. And your name's on it. And you've heard the Spirit of God say to you tonight something you really have believed in for a long time, but somehow it seems pretty simple. And before you go home tonight, you want to tell Him. I don't know if you can make yourself say it, but you want to tell Him, I'm going to be fruity. And before you go home, you want to do that. And there's a spot right here. I don't know who it's for. But I just kind of want to see if you're serious about this. Does anybody want to come and claim this spot right here tonight? Anybody? Come right now. Come right now. There you go. Got another spot right here. Right here. Got another spot right here. Got another spot right here. Is your name on this one?
got another spot over here. Is your name on this one? Something you want to tell God before you go home? Oh, I know. You say, preacher, I don't have to go down there. Well, I know. I, I mean, technically, you don't. But there's something about demonstrating your seriousness in front of your friends. Got a spot right here. Are you coming? Anybody with bad knees, I got a seat right here. You can come sit. Another spot right here. Anybody? We all good? Anybody else? Father in heaven, look down upon this place. Some of your best folk are right here. Some good folk who didn't come forward, but we've got some people making some decisions tonight about being fruity. About believing that the character of the third person of the Trinity has been given to us. And we want to just unleash that. And I pray you'll help these, my friends, new friends. And you'll give us, oh, I don't know, nerve. Help us to just, uh, we don't really have to wait for doors to open to be kind just use your character in the efficient way that your spirit can use it we pray in the name of Christ and everyone said,
Amen and amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Amen.